Hey, welcome to the Longmont Pastor blog. I'm joined today by Benjamin Morrison. Hey, Ben, thanks for joining us. Hey, Nick, good to be, good to be with you. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a question that had been submitted via the blog. On the blog, there's a page where people can submit questions or requests for topics that we cover. And uh, I have kind of a backlog of those, but I saw one that came in recently that I wanted to discuss. And I'm reaching out to you, Ben, because uh, we have discussed this topic before, and I think you also have some um, some personal experience with the topic as well. And I thought, you know, who better to talk to about this than you? So thanks for being available. And um, Ben, maybe you could introduce yourself, talk about who you are, what you do, and where you live, as well as maybe some of our history together. Yeah, sure. Um, briefly, I am Benjamin Morrison. I live in Svitlovodsk in Ukraine. Uh, have lived here for 19 years now. Uh, you and I, Nick, obviously met over here in Eastern Europe. Um, so while you were living in uh, Hungary, um, and we met at a conference, I believe it was. Um, so yeah, as far as um, kind of my ministry roles here, I'm pastoring Calvary Chapel of Svitlovodsk, uh, also the director for City to City Ukraine. Um, and currently training coordinator for City City Europe as well. Okay, great. Well, we'll just dive right into the topic. The topic is one about bribery and corruption. And I'm going to just go ahead and read some of the question, and then we could get into some of the, the different angles and aspects of what the Bible has to say about corruption, and we'll hopefully answer this person's question directly. So here's what they said. They said, outside of Proverbs, bribery is spoken against, but inside of Proverbs, it seems to be both direct opposition to it, but sometimes almost approving of it. Uh, there are many verses against it, but here are some verses that could be taken as being for bribery. One of them is Proverbs 17, verse 8, which says that a bribe is like a magic stone in the eyes of the one who gives it. Wherever he turns, he prospers. Another is Proverbs 21, verse 14, that says, a gift in secret averts anger and a concealed bribe, strong wrath. And since corruption and bribery are major topics in Ukraine, uh, this is a, a thing that you guys deal with. And so um, I'm sure it's a relevant topic for many Christians. You know, what's the right way to deal with bribery? If it's, if it's um, you know, maybe you're going to get a service like at a hospital and you can't get the service that you need or that you should rightly get uh, without giving a, getting a bribe. Maybe it's a government office. Um, there, are, there are other ways in which bribery works. Maybe you could share that with us, Ben. Yeah, um, it's a great question. And, and it really does have uh, a lot of application for our situation here in Ukraine. Um, corruption, unfortunately, is very rampant here. If you look at international corruption indexes, Ukraine's usually near the bottom. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, the, the mail that you read uh, obviously said that there's a lot of places where the Bible does seem to condemn bribery, and that's true. Um, you know, it talks about how, um, uh, you know, taking a bribe perverts justice, how it subverts the cause of the righteous, uh, a lot of different places like that. Um, if you look carefully at those places, um, the commands against bribes are specifically against taking bribes, uh, because that's always an abuse of authority. Um, it's, it's using your position of power uh, to, you know, get personal gain rather than to serve the people that you're supposed to serve, to give them, you know, the rights or services that you're required in theory to give them. Um, 
and then there's there are, there are a couple of verses which you know you referred to in Proverbs um, where it doesn't seem negative at least uh, you know it says that you know the person who gives a bribe wherever he turns he prospers um, you know averts wrath uh, here it's important to remember the nature of Proverbs um, Proverbs is not a book of commands it's not you know the Decalogue the Ten Commandments um, it's not a book of promises necessarily. Uh, really, it's life wisdom. It's describing, you know, how the world works. Uh, so, you know, in Proverbs, when it says person who, you know, gives a bribe, kind of gets ahead, gets in, prospers. I mean, that's true, at least in a corrupt society. Um, you know, people people get in places that way. It's not necessarily, therefore, saying that you should do that. Um, so uh, there's there's kind of two situations, though, when you might be tempted to or asked to give a bribe. Um, the first one would be to pervert justice, just like for the person taking the bribe. And again, I'm emphasizing taking a bribe is always sin. It's always a perversion of justice. You're abusing your authority. Um, giving a bribe, um, if let's say you've done something, you've broken the law, you should be penalized, but you give a bribe in order to not be penalized, well, you're also perverting justice. You're also subverting righteousness it's also sin. Um, but there's another situation where sometimes bribes are asked for or required. Um, and that's where you should be uh, given something from the, the person in authority. You know, maybe, maybe that's a policeman, maybe that's, um, you know, a doctor, especially in a system, you know, where, where it's uh, government medicine, um, that, you know, they have to approve you getting surgery, otherwise you don't get it. Um, and basically they should do it, but because they want personal gain, they say, unless you give me a bribe, you won't get an operation, you know, or unless you get a bribe, um, you're going to be falsely accused and thrown in jail. Uh, is it wrong to give a bribe in that case? And these cases, at least, you know, in Ukraine are unfortunately not infrequent. Um, I like to use an analogy to explain this. So if you think about somebody getting mugged, right? Somebody comes up to you, you know, pulls a knife to your throat or whatever and says, give me your wallet. Chances are you're going to give the person your wallet and walk away with your life and that's okay. Now, if you think about what you did, you just gave a person money in order to allow you to have what you should have had anyway, which is your life, right? Um, are you guilty for giving them money? Of course not, right? They're, you're, you're a victim of injustice. You're a victim of a crime. Um, now, if you change the picture a little bit, again, Take take the doctor who says you know unless you pay, unless you give me your money right your life or your wallet basically um, you know unless you give me something from your wallet you're not going to get this operation and you're going to die or you know maybe not not something that extreme but you know you're going to get falsely accused thrown in jail or at least dragged through the courts a lot um, in that case are you sinning if you give it to them it's really the same as with mugging no you're not. Um, you know, you're the victim of injustice in that case. So uh, kind of to, to briefly answer the, the question, um, there's different scenarios. So we can't just kind of lump and say bribery, always good or always bad. I mean, it's not good at any point, but is it a sin? Depends on which side you're engaging in. Depends on the reason for the engagement. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Well, well, let's let's circle around and talk about some of these issues, and then let's make sure that we answer this person's question directly. Uh, one of them 
I, I want to just go back to what you're saying about Proverbs. I think that's a really good point. I realize this, is a, this isn't exactly um, dealing with uh, the issue of bribery per se, but I think it's a great point that you made about Proverbs. The Proverbs is not necessarily a book about a book of promises. And I think that if you read it as a book of promises, you will give yourself maybe uh, the wrong expectations. Uh, I think one of the greatest examples of this is um, in Proverbs 22, verse six, right? Where it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Well, many people take that as if that is a promise, like that is a guarantee that if you do the things right as a parent, then your child will go in the way that they should go. And they'll say, hey, look at this amazing promise. And it leads to one of two outcomes in, in some cases. Uh, in, in the case where your child does turn out great, if you take that as a promise, you pat yourself on the back and say, hey, look, I am an amazing parent. I did everything right. In the case where it does not go well, then it becomes this huge burden where you say, I have failed. You know, I am you know, and I have to carry this burden. The reason my child, and let's say that they turn away from the Lord altogether, you know, the, the, the fate of my child's soul rests purely on my errors. And that is a huge burden to carry and a, and a terrible thing. But if we take this as a book of principles, the way that the world generally works, right. then yes, that's true. If you raise up a child in the way they should go, generally they, they go in that way. So that, that's just an important way for us to understand the book of Proverbs to begin with. Now let's talk about the, uh, the other thing that I think would come up, you know, in Hungary, we didn't have the same level of corruption as you have in Ukraine, but we did have some corruption. We had it with doctors, you know, that they wouldn't uh, come to deliver your baby. For example, that was a big right. one, unless you yep. bribe them or there was a, a sense in which uh, it was expected that you bribe uh, your doctors in order to get the surgery that you need and things like that. And, um, you know, we had it with police. Uh, I got shook down once on a on a tram, you know, by the police or by, it wasn't even a police. There's, a, there's people they hire to be checkers of tickets. Right. But, we've got those people too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know, the thing in Hungary that they would always say, and I wonder if this is true ever in Ukraine, is that they didn't like the word bribe or, you know, corruption. They like to use the word tip, right? It's just that you're giving me a tip and, uh, you know, like the police, you know, or, or the doctor, you're giving them a tip, you know, just like you would tip a waiter. What would you say? Do you ever get that line? We, or do Well, you... there's, yeah, not tipping. Uh, tipping is not necessarily, I mean, it's become more of a concept here, but, um, but they do talk sort of around it. I mean, nobody, gen generally it depends uh, on the situation, but a lot of times people won't say directly, you know, give me a bribe. Um, but it, it's very clear that that's actually what has to happen. Um, I mean, it, it happens a lot in universities here too, for, mm -hmm. you know, another example for passing an exam. It's not like you can pay the bribe if you didn't study, uh, you know, it's like, you're not, you're going to fail. You're going to get kicked out unless you pay the bribe. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. yeah. So it's much more black and white. sounds like. It, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's answer this question. I mean, is this saying that there's ever a time? I mean, how would you address these two verses? I mean, in Proverbs 17, verse 8, and Proverbs 21, verse 14, that, um, you know, it almost seems to be approving of it, or is it? I mean, what is, what is it saying here, and how do we apply this? Yeah, um, and that, I mean, that's a good question. Again, it's, it's, it's describing, like you said, the way the world works, right? That's kind of what Proverbs is about. It's to give people wisdom. Um, you know, he prospers or, you know, averts wrath 
kind of negative consequences on the other hand. Um, there's actually an interesting example in the Bible of this situation where uh, kind of like the mugging, right? Where because of corruption of authorities, they're trying to extort a bribe from, from someone. And therefore, you know, if that person were to have given a bribe, it, it wouldn't be sin. They would basically be being extorted. They'd be the victim. Uh, that's the case of the Apostle Paul uh, when he was put in jail unjustly. Um, Acts, you know, talks about how the ruler realized that it was unjust, and yet he kept him in jail, hoping to receive a bribe from Paul. Um, now, we know, obviously, from Acts that uh, Paul didn't give a bribe. Uh, he, he chose not to. Why did he choose not to? Um, at least in his case, he had a word from God that he, you know, was actually to stay there. He was to, to be taken to Rome as part of this, you know, sort of trumped up false legislative process um, in order to witness in Rome. Um, you know, so just because we're saying that giving a bribe, if you're the victim of injustice, is not necessarily, it's not sin, does that mean you should always give it? Not necessarily. Um, and how, well, how do you know, right? That's the real question. And I think the answer is mostly the same as for Paul is you really need to hear from God. Um, you really need to seek his wisdom. You need to seek, uh, the situation. I mean, in most cases, probably, probably if it's a life or death question, you should probably just give it. Um, cause you can't, I mean, you can't do anything else to change the system, at least in this world, if you're dead. Um, you know, but if it's something lesser, uh, you know, maybe you end up, having to pay like something that happens very frequently here is, you know, you'll get, um, you know, maybe something trumped up of a traffic charge from a cop who just made something up. Uh, and he really just wants, you know, some money to let you go. If you, I know this is the case where you didn't actually break the rules, right? You didn't commit the, the, the traffic offense. If you did, you should just pay the actual fine. Um, but, uh, you know, will you want to give him the lesser amount of money so he let you go or you say no i'm not going to give you a bribe write me a ticket for the full amount you know you're you're there's some suffering involved there right same as for paul there's suffering he, he had to stay in jail um the thing is if we always give in that's never going to challenge the system it's it's never going to be a, a an act a prophetic act in a sense of conviction of that system um so again, but on the other hand, do you have to always, you know, not pay the bribe and, and maybe have a doctor basically threaten your life? Also, no. So again, it's, it's really a question of, you know, we need to seek the Lord, seek his guidance. Mm. Um, the, you know, we love easy answers, but uh, very often in life, there aren't always the easy answers we want. And this would be one case like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second, about the idea of transforming the culture through prophetic acts. Maybe you could expound on that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in a nutshell, just to say that uh, as the people of God, right, uh, a royal priesthood um, were to be a signpost of the, the kingdom that is, you know, initiated, but, but not yet here in fullness um, through the way that we live, through the things that we value. Um, and that's to be in every area of life, right? It's not just a Sunday morning thing. Um, you know, so our, our education, our jobs, um, how we interact with um you know, authority and, and government systems and all that. So, um, again, uh, not, not to say that we have to always uh, choose the route of suffering and feel as if we are guilty or sinful if we, you know, because, again, we're the victim of injustice uh, in the case where somebody's extorting a bribe from us. 
you know, basically for nothing just to give us what they should have given us anyway. Um, you know, on the other hand, we are called uh, at the end of the day. I mean, I think, I think ultimately what allows us to make that choice and what allowed Paul to make that choice to say, no, um, even though it wouldn't be sin necessarily, I'm not going to give the bribe. Uh, what allows us to do that is the gospel itself, right? Because the gospel says that, you know, Christ took our ultimate suffering that we did deserve by rights. Um, and he was unjustly condemned, right? He w- he was the one who um, didn't give a bribe to get out of it, even when it did cost him his life. Uh, and and because we have that, you know, freedom from ultimate suffering, um, not only are we redeemed from, from eternal suffering, but God also, through the gospel, redeems our temporary suffering um, and empowers us to go through it, in some cases, even willingly, right? Like in the case where you would say, no, I'm not going to give a bribe because I believe in this instance, at least, um, you know, I want to be sort of a prophetic voice of, of the, the values of God's kingdom. And even if it costs me, you know, twice as much, or even if, you know, I get a really bad grade on the test or whatever it might be, um, you know, I'm just not going to do it. But again, that's, I think it's a case by case individual scenario. Um, what I want to be careful to underscore is that we're not saying, well, if you, if you don't stand up against it every time, well, then you're in sin. No, that's not the case. You're a victim of injustice. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, and I think that that is pretty unique about Christianity, that we are encouraged to share in the sufferings of Christ. We're encouraged to share. I love this phrase that I heard, uh, someone say recently, they said, and, and I've repeated it to, to our church m- many times over the past year, which is that in Christ, what it means to be more than a conqueror is that the worst things that can happen to you in Christ are also the best things that can happen to you. To suffer brings us, I mean, think about what James 1 says. Think about what Romans 5 says about the effects of suffering on us, that they are used by God in order to uh, give us all of these things that we need. They even build hope, right? And then uh, on the other hand, you know, the, the worst amount of suffering we could ever suffer is death, which brings us literally to God. I mean, so that's what it means to be more than a conqueror is that not only can we not lose, but in everything that happens, uh, we win. And, um, and I think that that is a perspective which Christians have uniquely that can f- set us free, as you're saying, to be willing to suffer in order to change a system in order to change, you know, and of course it's, it's a, uh, it's a drop in a bucket, but drops in buckets accumulate. So. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, somebody might think, well, I'm never going to change the system on my own with my one act. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, one individual and one act. We're talking about the people of God collectively, you know, across the world um, over, over the course of history. Um, I mean, imagine if, if we actually had that, you know, readiness through the gospel to, to willingly suffer in these ways. Um, could that change culture? Yeah, it could. Um, and, 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 e- and even if it, it doesn't, it's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it certainly has. Um, you know, and even when it doesn't, um, that witness of ours, right. That witness as the people of God and witness to the power of the gospel by willingly suffering is still a powerful thing. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, just going back to what I said, I think that it has, I mean, if you look at a value of human life, I mean, things like uh, many things, you know, even when it comes to gender uh, valuing of different genders and things like that, it's like, this is something where we can see that Christians collectively acting together in certain ways over time has changed the way that 
um, not only Western society functions, but the entire world. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So um, yeah, you know, and I think that that is part of what corruption does. It makes you feel powerless, makes you feel like I, I've got nothing. So I guess I just have to do this and there, and there's nothing I can do to change this. Um, yeah. But, but that's actually quite empowering what you're saying. It is really. Is. Yeah. So thank you, Ben. How can people find out more about you and your ministry? Um, yeah, my pleasure to, to have this chat with you. Um, probably the best way would be to go to our church's, uh, website, which is really hard to spell, <laughs> uh, for non-Russian speakers. It's ccsvitlovodsk, S-V-I-T-L-O-V-O-D-S-K.com. Um, another way very soon, we're actually about to launch a new website for city to city Ukraine, which is much easier to spell city to city Ukraine.com. Um, that should go live somewhere in the middle of January at the latest. Great. Thanks, Ben. God bless you. Yeah, thanks, Nick.